Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segafis YouTube podcast. This is the YouTube podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button. Helps YouTube to show my content to more people and helps me out with the algorithms, which helps me to help more people with their dating lives, which is awesome. And uh, as always, feel free to check in the links below, follow me on social media, and consider joining my mastermind tribe if you have dating problems of your own that you'd like to try to sort out. Um, joining my mastermind tribe is the number one best way to get um, personalized individual coaching and guidance to help you with your uh, you know, dating issues, to get them solved, and move on to having a dating life that's awesome. All right, guys. Today we're talking about the alpha mentality and narcissism. And... Now, I have heard some people talk about the alpha mentality and narcissistic personality disorder like they're one and the same. Like, you know, like if you claim to be like an alpha man, especially for men, um, sometimes people point to women who have more of an alpha mentality and will be like, well, you're narcissistic, right? Um, sometimes, in, you know, whether it's man or woman, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that there's kind of a parallel that people seem to draw between being kind of narcissistic and also having the kind of traits that an alpha, you know, an alpha mentality man or woman would have, right? So I want to basically go over this and I just want to talk about this because this is actually really important. And the interesting thing about it is that a lot of the a lot of kind of the traits and the way they're manifested sometimes in narcissistic personality disorder and in the alpha mentality are actually quite similar. So, you know, it's not surprising that people would draw that parallel. What is important to note though is like why the behavior exists and, and what the reason for it is. And that's really the, the thing you want to look at, right? All right, so we're going to basically go into this and I'm going to read through um, Mayo Clinic's um, Narcissistic Personality Disorder page. I'm going to kind of go through and this will be linked down in the description so you can check it out. Narcissistic Personality Disorder, one of several types of personality disorders, is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. But behind this mask of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism. So now what stands out to me big time when it comes to this is um, 
a lack of empathy for others right now i don't know a lot about generating empathy i don't know for example i'm not i don't know if people are born with it or if it's something that you have to cultivate for yourself right um i know that i'm a really empathetic person i know that like uh it matters very much to me if people are hurting you know i kind of like if i could i would like to fix when people are hurting like help them to feel better um you know i i don't know if everyone feels that way i have a feeling that narcissists uh struggle with empathy in the sense that you know they don't really care if people are hurting or not so i don't know if that's something that you can control right so that's the first thing that's interesting to me about the idea of narcissistic personality disorders i i legitimately don't know if it can be controlled um in that sense now, maybe that's why it's a personality disorder right again i'm not an expert on this stuff but i i do want to go over it and and learn about it and talk about um the parallels between narcissism and the alpha mentality and kind of the behavior associated with it a narcissistic personality disorder causes problems in many areas of life such as relationships work school or financial affairs people with narcissistic personality disorder may be generally unhappy and disappointed when they're not given the special favors or admiration they believe they deserve they may find their relationships unfulfilling and others may not enjoy being around them treatment for narcissistic personality disorder centers around talk therapy Okay, now we get to the symptoms. Okay, and this is what I kind of want to go through. So let's just, there's a lot of them, man. There's like, there's like 12 symptoms here. So we're just going to go through them. Signs and symptoms uh, vary. Or no, signs and symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. Oh, and the severity of symptoms vary. People with this disorder can, and we're just going to go through these, have an exaggerated sense of self-importance, have a sense of entitlement, and require constant excessive admiration expect to be recognized as superior even without achievements that warrant it exaggerate achievements and talents be preoccupied with fantasies about success power brilliance beauty or the perfect mate believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people monopolize conversations and be little or locked down on people they perceive as inferior Expect special favors and unquestioning compliance with their expectations. Take advantage of others to get what they want. Have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. Be envious of others and believe others envy them. Behave in an arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious, and then insist on having the best of everything. For instance, the best car or office. Okay, so... So... A lot of these are, are kind of general. Um, sometimes we look at people who behave in some of these ways and say, well, they're just a jerk or they're just, you know, they just have an attitude or whatever. Okay. Now, I, and so, you know, to what extent, you know, do you actually go to to diagnose narcissistic personality disorder? I'm not sure. I don't know where the magic line is, but these are the symptoms, right? And, and shout out to mayoclinic.org, which again, linked to down in the description. I feel like they did a great job of covering this, right? Um, okay, when to see a doctor. Here's, here's another thing. People with narcissistic personality disorder may not want to think that anything could be wrong, so they may be unlikely to seek treatment. If they do seek treatment, it's more likely to be for symptoms of depression, drug or alcohol use, or another mental health problem. But perceived insults to self-esteem may make it difficult to accept and follow through with treatment. If you recognize aspects of your personality that are common 
to narcissistic personality disorder or you're feeling overwhelmed by sadness, consider reaching out to a trusted doctor or mental health provider. Getting the right treatment can help make your life more rewarding and enjoyable. Okay. Now, one thing that I would like to do is is now I would like to contrast this with with um, the the 18 vows of the oath of kings and queens, which is my personal code, my life code, right? And I want to kind of talk about, uh, I want to read through these real quick, right? Because to me, so this is the baseline for how I choose to live my life is this code, right? And I, I, I basically compiled this over the over the course of the last five-ish years in in the wake of my failed marriage, because I wanted to try to prevent such thing from happening again, right? I, I realized that, you know, my behavior. Uh, in that period of my life led to a lot of mi suffering and misery for me and for others. And so I wanted to make these vows to basically write myself. So so these are the vows. Right? I'm, so I'm going to go over these 18 vows. And then we're going to kind of contrast. And we're going to talk about this for a minute. Okay, so the first vow. I vow to reclaim my power from the chaos outside of me. The second vow. I vow to love myself truly and firstly and to set others free from the requirement to do the same. The third vow, I vow to never again allow a complaint or a confession of weakness to be issued from my mouth. Fourth vow, I vow to always pursue wisdom in my actions and to refrain from acting rashly, that I may find balance and calculate the risks and probabilities of my endeavors with as much accuracy and forethought as possible. The fifth vow, I vow to never again allow fear to control my destiny. And then the sixth vow, I vow to allow respect and kindness to rule my interactions with others, even if they are my enemies and even as I defeat them in battle. Seventh vow, I vow to take ownership over my choices, to choose my path intentionally, to accept my consequences fully. Eighth vow, I vow to be steadfast in my position, never wavering, never allowing or tolerating disrespect, dissent, or weaker thinking a place in my circle. Ninth vow, I vow to practice gratitude for every good thing I experience. Tenth vow, I vow to practice honesty and to recognize lies, manipulation, and avoidances for the manifestations of the weaknesses they stem from. The eleventh vow, I vow to make myself the best man I can possibly be, to continue to nourish and develop my mind, soul, and body in every possible way to the best of my ability. Twelfth vow, I vow to strive for excellence in everything I choose to set my hands to. Thirteenth vow, I vow to practice the art of true leadership, to build for myself a circle, a family, and a tribe who loves, honors, and respects me, and who I lead, honor, nurture, and protect in return. Fourteenth vow, I vow to practice wealth building, to build for myself a treasury, a throne, a castle, a kingdom, and an empire, and to use these riches to the benefit of those who stand truly by my side. Fifteenth vow, I vow to pursue order in my life, to practice rationality and reason, and to abstain from giving control of my thoughts and actions to my human emotional self, which is prone to chaos. Sixteenth vow, I vow to never relent in anything that I set my mind to, only to adapt and never to the detriment of forward progress. Seventeenth vow, I vow to adopt and follow my own true purpose, that it may act to shield me from the chaos around me and give me the strength and direction to live out my days, pursuing something meaningful, to leave a lasting legacy for those who follow me. And then the eighteenth vow, I vow... Or I understand that every day is a battle and that there's no guarantee of victory tomorrow. So I vow to live gloriously and wisely on this day of days, setting my sights on the battle before me without losing sleep or hope to the unknown horizon. All right, now that is the basis for my alpha mentality. And the alpha mentality, to put it quite simply, is basically this. You choose to 
be proactive and create your own destiny rather than just reacting to the chaos and letting chaos drive your life. You become the driving force for your life and you choose your your purpose and you pursue it, right? And you, you apply action to it and it becomes intentional and purpose-driven. That's really the, the crux of the alpha mentality. So I wanna go through these symptoms and, and just talk about how, okay, I wanna talk about how they could be equated with the alpha mentality and like the difference that I see in between them, right? Because some of them are very, very similar. They really are. And so it's not surprising that some people might be, you know, thinking, well, that sounds very narcissistic, some of those vows, you know? So I wanna, I wanna, I also wanna talk about this. Number one, have an exaggerated, so these are symptoms of narcissism. Um, have an exaggerated sense of self-importance. Okay, so right here, See, it all depends on which direction you're coming from because, you know, some people have an exaggerated self sense of self-importance that is not, uh, like, that has no basis in reality, right? Now, I think that when it comes to the alpha mentality, you have to have a sense of self-importance in order, like, so if you, if you work hard and you're trying to accomplish things, you're trying to achieve your goals and pursue your purpose, at some point when you start to have success, the stakes are going to get bigger and, and the moves are going to get bigger and the basis for everything is just going to get bigger and more complex and you're going to have to drive a more um, organized machine which is your life right and so you kind of have to have a sense of importance to step fully into that role see but the difference is whether or not it's merited right some people think they're important and they act like it when there's no basis behind it, right? And so that would be narcissistic. That's what it seems like to me. That seems very common sense to me. So let's go to the second one. Have a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. Okay, so needing constant excessive admiration is a symptom of like what I would call a validational deficit. And this is the number one reason for why people actually run into problems with their dating lives. It's all It all comes back to not being self-reliant, not being self-fulfilled, right? Um, basically, in being incapable of being alone or not being loved by someone because you need other people's love and admiration to fuel you. So it's this is basically, you know, you're a fragile ego, right? Um, but the alpha mentality preaches self-reliance. We have to fulfill ourselves. We have to become powerful for ourselves, self-fulfilled, self-validated, right? So the alpha mentality actually preaches the opposite of this. So, so that's not um, a narcissistic trait. However, um, it is true that you may have a sense of entitlement after a while as an alpha, because if you start to do work, you start to accomplish things, you start to make you know, gains for yourself in life, and then people try to come up on you, maybe try to want a piece of what you're doing, or they want free handouts, or they wanna, they, they wanna latch onto what you're creating for free or without paying their dues, well, you're probably gonna feel a little entitled to say no, like bug off, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, piggyback on the things I'm doing and just be a, a, you know, like a parasite. So there's a sense where you do have to operate with a bit of entitlement as an alpha. That's true, right? But see, it's all about why. It's all about why and whether it's earned or not, see? And then needing the excessive admiration is not alpha at all. 
So let's go to number three. Expect to be recognized as superior, even without achievements that warrant it. Even they say without achievements that warrant it, right? So if you haven't achieved anything, you gotta know your place, you gotta be humble. This is the alpha mentality. We're not we're not out here saying we're the best if we're not the best. Like, you know, so for me, for example, like I make no bones about the fact that I'm, you know, I'm still in the process of trying to get that real money. Like the dating game to me is is pretty easy and it's become effortless in the sense that it's just fun and I'm successful at it when I wanna be, right? Um, but getting that real money, that's a different struggle. When I'm in a room with men who have are making that six-figure money, I know that they have accomplished things that I haven't, right? So I don't expect to be recognized as superior in a room of men like that. All I can do is try to put my best foot forward to be the best man I can possibly be. I want to someday be the best man in the room, but that's got to be earned. So the thing about um, being narcissistic is, you know, according to this you know, expect to be recognized as superior even without achievements that warrant it, right? And also superior is a weird word because here's the thing, like being, acting superior, trying to make other people feel inferior, trying to make other people feel less than you is not actually, like that is a pretty negative thing. Actual self-fulfilled, validated, strong people would never try to make other people feel inferior they would be much more likely to try to lift other people up right they'd be much more likely you know so so that's the opposite you know the alpha mentality and then you know having that you know operating with kindness and respect you want to lift people up and encourage them that's the opposite of what it sounds like a narcissist would do they might they might try to act superior act like they're better than you and that's no that sounds like no good right i don't want to take this on too long but we're gonna just go ahead and go a little bit more here um they exaggerate achievements and talents so this is an interesting one like and this really stems from dishonesty and actually this sounds kind of like um i did a little bit of writing um about the sociosexual hierarchy and one of the things that like there's a there's a an archetype called the gamma male and one of their primary traits so the thing about a gamma males are kind of like a fake alpha they think they're an alpha and they're very idealistic and they think through things they're intellectual however they have these delusions of grandeur and they think that they're way better and superior than everyone and then they tend to exaggerate their achievements and their talents right so one of the the common pieces of advice given to people who want to, like for example, start succeeding in life, start being better respect to start winning with women. Gammas aren't very successful with women. And so one of the primary pieces of, of advice that is given to, to gammas who want to turn into like, you know, maybe a delta or even like a beta or an alpha. Well, beta means something different. I usually call the beta mentality, um, you know, someone who's driven by chaos and who has no order in their life and they're not living intentionally. But according to the sociosexual hierarchy, the betas are the tenants for the alpha there's like a designation um, and alpha means something a little bit different as well um, in the sociosexual hierarchy so this is kind of a this is this is a little bit of a of an offshoot conversation however one of the things that gammas are told they should do if they want to try to change their archetype is to stop lying to themselves and everyone else always tell the truth and it will straighten them out because when they stop exaggerating they don't let themselves exaggerate anymore well then they will um they'll basically get their get their shit together right 
Anyway, so it's interesting um, that people, you know, the exaggeration of achievements and talents probably comes from, again, that need for excessive admiration in the narcissist, right? Whereas the alpha would be more likely to be like, you know, I'm not good at that. Or, and this is what I'm good at, this is not what I'm good at. Because an alpha mentality man or woman who's, who's evolved and who's mature will have the, the strength, the inner strength, they'll have the, the, the internal fortitude to be able to say, well, no, I'm not good at that because they don't rely on admiration for like to feel good or to feel like they're worth something because all of that comes from inside of them, right? That comes from inside because they do it for themselves. They love themselves. They appreciate themselves. They validate themselves. That's the point. Self-reliance is the point. It, it all goes back to that third. I'm going to take it back to my thir the third vow, or I, I think it's the third vow um, of the oath of kings and queens, right? Let me go back to that. Um, I actually don't think it's the third one. Let's see here. Let's take a minute to load. The second vow. I vow to love myself truly and firstly and to set others free from the requirement to do the same, which is to set them free from the requirement to love us firstly and truly. See, one of the things that we have to understand as alpha mentality men and women is that people will always only do what's in their own best self-interest. That's why you have to live self-prioritizing. You have to put yourself first. You have to focus on yourself first because if you don't, like you're going to get walked over in this life. You're going to get trampled down. You have to take care of yourself. You got to put your own gas mask on before you can accomplish anything in this life, right? But that self-prioritization feels narcissistic to people who don't understand it, who want something from you. And then when you tell them no, because it violates your self-prioritization, they might think it feels narcissistic, right? So this is a parallel I feel like is drawn very often. I've had people say this to me on many occasions. Basically, if I won't do something for someone and they, and they kind of, they throw a fit, they'll be like, well, you're a narcissist because you know, all you care about yourself. It's like, no, that's not true. I care so much about so many things. However, I must always prioritize myself first in every single situation, every time, because that's where I get my power. That's where we all get our power. We power ourselves through ourselves. We create our destiny, right? No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to create value for you. You're the only one who can do it. Women, for women, it's a little different. Women are born with a certain amount of value. For men, though, it's all created. We have to create it all for ourselves. So the struggle for men, there's a wider chasm for men than for women, right? But women have the same struggle. They do have the same struggle. It's just the, the nature of it is a little bit different. Uh, let's see here. Let's go through one more. I want to find, I want to find one that really stands out. Um, okay, narcissistic people have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. Okay, I feel like this is the most on the nose. I, I just went through, and you, I don't have time to go through all of them, but I feel like this one's the most on the nose. So they have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. Now, again, we're going to go back to the second vow. I vow to love myself firstly and truly and to set others free from the requirement to do the same, right? Uh, and then the sixth vow says, I vow to allow respect and kindness to rule my interactions with others, uh, even if they're my enemies and even as I defeat them in battle. See, um, the thing is, is that as alpha-minded men and women, we have to be 
we have to understand that when we self-prioritize and we have standards for ourselves, right? You have to have standards for yourself and you have to not tolerate any nonsense. If you tolerate nonsense in your life, you're going to just get, you know, people are going to come in, waste waste your time, waste your resources, waste your energy. Getting into a friendship or a business partnership or a dating partnership with someone who who basically is trying to constantly feed off of your, whether it be your energy, your time, your resources, whatever, to a point that it is a detriment to your life and it's not a compliment. Like they don't bring the benefits to offset it. Like, and then you wait, you know, they do that and then you have to set a boundary, right? You have to set ironclad boundary, reinforce, reinforce it with kindness and respect. Now, people do not like that. Like people, and then they'll point at you and they'll say, you don't care about anyone. All you care about is yourself. I've heard this. I've heard this in my life personally from people that I love very, very much, right? They'll say things like, Josh, you're so selfish. You know, Josh, you care about nothing but yourself. You know, Josh, you, you know, you just look out for number one, don't you? Like you don't, you don't give a shit about anyone else. Like you don't give a shit about anyone's feelings. You don't care if they're sad. You don't care if they're, you know, lonely. You know, you don't care that they're not in the same place as you. You don't have any empathy for them. Like I, I've heard these things many, many times. But, but see, when people are saying this, it's because they're upset and they're in like they're in the heat of the moment of being upset because for some reason they didn't get what they want, right? Now when they're happy with me and they're enjoying the benefits of being in my circle, right? When they're, when they're enjoying all of the, the benefits of being close to me and then enjoying in the fruits of, you know, what success I do have and, and what abilities I have and what maturity and discipline I have when they're enjoying those benefits, they act like I'm the best thing they've ever no, they act like I'm just this, the, the greatest guy to walk the planet Earth. Like, it's amazing to me in my life how I've had people just like swing wildly between those two extremes. And that's not that's not actually a new thing for me. Like, I've I've had people, you know, just say, oh, Josh, you, you know, I can't, you're so, you know, nice and you're so kind, you're so gentle. And, and then you, um, you know, they're like you you know, you're a good communicator and, and I really like how motivated you are with your business and all this. But then when you start to draw boundaries, then they, they come out with a, wow, you don't care about anyone but yourself. You know, you don't care about anyone's feelings. And, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing. The simple truth of the matter is that emotional strength and stoicism is a muscle that you have to work out. And I have worked out that muscle a lot in my life. Like I've put a lot of time and energy into being stoic. So I have a much higher tolerance for, uh, I have a much higher tolerance, like a like an emotional pain threshold than most people. You know, if someone doesn't think of me on my birthday, I truly don't care, right? If someone, you know, prioritizes someone else over me, Whereas some people might have been hurt and their feelings hurt and it makes them offended. I'm not. Why? Because the things that I actually prioritize are things like my work, my house, my health, right? If someone doesn't prioritize me, I'm I'm likely not going to notice it even, right? Because I'm going to be working. I'm going to be working out. I'm going to be doing my thing, cooking my healthy food, whatever, going on a walk, reading a book, right? Um, because I'm self-fulfilled. 
I work on myself. I fuel myself. I power myself with my feelings and my self-love. And I pour all of it into me first and then out into the world, right? And then if I have time, which I do have time, I, if I have time, I spread it to other people and I try to be good for them too. But there are limits and I have to set boundaries. For example, sometimes my friends, um, they will want to come over early when we're going to do nerd games or something. You know, we play like nerd games a couple times, a couple days a week and we hang out, you know, and knock a couple beers back, whatever, and just hang out and talk. But sometimes they'll want to come over early and I'll have to say, no guys, like I, I can't have you over until this time because I'm working or I have to make a video or whatever, you know? And so, so I have to draw those boundaries and sometimes I have to cancel because I'm just too busy. And you know, the thing is, is that I'm not canceling because I think they're, I'm better than anyone else, right? I'm canceling because I have priorities and I have to prioritize myself. Now, a lot of people equate this with narcissism when they're on the receiving end of it and it doesn't feel good, right? But it's really important that as alpha-minded men and women who want to succeed in life in every avenue, business, relationships, dating, family, like success all around, it's really important that we remember that we have to keep ourselves as the focal point. And we have to remember that, like we, we do have to try to have empathy for people. We have to care and we have to exercise, we have to exercise kindness and respect at all times as much as we possibly can, even especially when we're drawing boundaries. But we also have to remember that not everyone is always gonna be happy with us all the time, right? And so sometimes you have to just make people unhappy and then you have to say well live with it i guess because that's what i do when people make me unhappy you know i don't flip out on them i i, I make a boundary and i go about my business right um you know and and this is also why it's so crucial that you be careful who you let into your inner circle and especially who you let into your domestic area, like who you let live with you. Because those people, the closer someone is to you, the more opportunity and the easier it is for them to like step over boundaries, which then challenges you and that creates conflict. That's exactly the mechanism by which conflict is started when there's a boundary placed and someone steps over it, right? And so a lot of people think that conflict begins when someone disagrees with them, but that's not necessarily the case. Conflict actually begins when a boundary is crossed, right? Like a war starts between two countries when one country violates the boundaries of the other, right? In some way, shape, or form. And so that's when that's when that starts. And you got to be really mindful of who's starting conflicts, right? I've had many situations where I have prioritized myself over someone in my in my house or in my circle, and you know, and then because of the nature of that, they got really mad about it, and they said I was crossing their boundary. It's like, no, I didn't do anything to you. I'm doing my own thing. I have to self-prioritize, right? And then, but see, the fact that they're starting a conflict and then coming after me with this telling me about their feelings and then getting mad about it, right? See, this is so tricky. Then then I have to say, whoa, whoa, like I didn't do this to you. Now you need to stop bringing this conflict to me. You need to not be coming at me with all of this because I didn't start this and I don't have the time and energy for it. And then they'll say things like, see, you don't care about my feelings. You're a selfish prick. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, that's not it either. I do care, but I have to be self-responsible enough to hold that chaos at bay so that I can get my work done and be a productive human, right? Uh, I can't just deal with everything willy-nilly. 
all the time, right? I, I have time to sort out the drama that I have time to sort out. Oftentimes, that's very close to zero, right? <laughs> so this is how it is. So, okay, with, that, with all that being said, I hope that this has helped to answer the question about like the similarities between the alpha mentality and narcissism and then the differences and where it's coming from. See, it is apparent to me that narcissism stems from actually a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-love and the need for outside validation, admiration, whereas the alpha mentality is exactly the opposite of that. The alpha mentality is based on self-love, self-fulfillment, self-validation, and we fill ourselves and we don't need that from other people. We're, we're trying to actually achieve big things, do great things, right? Not because we want to be admired by other people, but because we want to be, well, we want to create our destiny. We want to pursue our purpose in the world, right? Being purpose-driven, it's so important. And we want to leave behind a lasting legacy of greatness when we're gone. To be really honest, that's it's a super big motivator. And we want to have a good life while we're here. Make that bank, right? Get that good body. Have that great dating life. Like you want to, we want to be killing it, you know, in a good way. We want to be like. We want to be really winning, right? That's the way to do it. And to be motivated to do that and to be working hard and focused on that and have standards around you so that you can that facilitate that is not narcissism. That's called having a hard work ethic, being alpha-minded and being on your game and not putting up with nonsense. All right, that's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasagathis.com. Catch you on the flip side.